Hey, you guys and all that. This is your host, Jay. Uh, it's been a while. Uh, I think it's been almost two months since the last time I recorded something with my buddy. Uh, Joe Brosif B. came down and we talked for about two hours on uh, several topics that he's working on. I'd like to get him back onto the show at some point in time when uh, time allows, since he's an author and he's you know a graduate student getting his master's and stuff. It's kind of hard for him to make time. Uh, that's another issue too that we've come up with lately is unfortunately, I, I think it's better to have either co-hosts or guests when you're doing these kinds of podcasts. Uh, I don't think that's quite as interesting, um, when you're sitting around and just talking yourself. I mean, yeah, it can be done, but I find it a lot more engaging, especially when you have somebody sitting right next to you that you can, you know, get into different topics and different ideas with each other. Um, And by the way, if anybody has any uh, good topics, the email for our podcast is useguysandallthat. That's one word, useguysandallthat at gmail.com. We got a Twitter that will be up this week at some point in time. My personal Twitter is at jcolo. That's J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. I do have a co-host that's going to be on next week and hopefully will be the permanent one going forward. Uh, it's uh, a gentleman that I've known for some time. His name is Brian. I call him Brian with a Y because we also have a Brian with an I. Uh, really smart guy. He's a paramedic uh, working in the field. He'll be coming on next week. Uh, we're going to talk about a variety of topics. We share, I wouldn't say identical, but damn near identical uh, po- uh, political outlooks. Uh, really looking forward to having him on. We're going to be talking about uh, somebody that we really like. It's the follow of the century for me. I got uh, Vermin Supreme found me interesting enough to follow me back on Twitter, which was the highlight of my Twitter existence for the past uh, five years. I was real stoked that that happened. Um, one of the biggest things that goes on in the anarchist community is obviously it's, it's radical abstentionism. And what that, for people who aren't familiar with that term, what that means is we don't vote. Like we really don't vote. We don't get involved. You don't even show up and do a protest vote. It's just something that we don't do. Uh, with that being the case, Vermin is a self-described rainbow anarchist. And uh, he's running for the Libertarian nomination for president. He's run for, I think it's the Republican nomination. He's run for the Democratic nomination before. Uh, he's using the Libertarian platform to get the message across. He wants to dismantle the state. And, of course, that, you know was always going to pique uh, my interest and the interest of fellow anarchists. And he has this really large, very, I don't know if anybody's ever heard the phrase before, but the phrase is, it's a big tent. Uh, he's, he has the largest tent out of anybody I've ever seen in the libertarian movement that's been using the party's platform. Um, he's invited anarcho-communists, uh, ag- agorists, and caps, syndicalists to come in, anarchists without adjectives like yours truly, to come in and... Yes, while the boot, everybody looks at the, he wears a boot on his head, and it's, it's hilarious. And he has a, uh, a pony, uh, a mandatory uh, pony policy where all citizens get a free government-issued pony, which also doubles as your mandatory ID, and you have to take your pony everywhere. He also advocates for using zombies for an unlimited source of energy to get off of fossil fuels and the dependence on foreign oil. Granted, those things sound wonderful. Um, but apart from some of the, from those, uh, from those issues, the man has some really good points and he's an excellent follow on Twitter. Uh, 
I can't say enough nice things about him. Uh, he really is a big subscriber to the non-aggression principle. And I've seen some ANCOMs, anarcho-communists, go after him because he won't shit on capitalism 100%. Not that he endorses it, but there's this constant stream of bullshit ideas from the, from the community. Because I've talked about this before when I was on a different podcast um, that I hosted. And uh, I've talked about this with plenty of my friends that we always try and outdo each other. In the anarchist community, it's always kind of like, I'm more punk rock than you. Like, you're not as cool as I am. Your ideas are not punk rock because they're not my particular flavor of anarchism. We get a lot of that from, I mean, if you want to call them the originalist anarchists, yeah, sure. Uh, ANCOMs and anarcho-syndicalists are the first. The anarcho-communists are the first anarchists. There's no debating that, the historical record. But with that being the case, there's plenty of us who share a lot of the same ideals. So it doesn't matter if you're a fan of Goldman or Kropotkin or um, S.E.K. the third, um, Murray Rothbard. We all have a lot of things in common, and one of them is uh, our hatred of the state and uh, our desire to, you know, not have one anymore. And he's brought all these people into this tent that's saying, yes, when we get to the point where there isn't a state anymore, we can live in separate communities. There's this idea floating around that we have to pick a flavor of, of anarchism, you know, in this in this um, hypothetical situation where a state no longer exists. There's not going to be one flavor across the entire world. It's in, You get to choose what community you live in. And he's been very good about that. Vermin's been excellent trying to explain that to people, which has brought ideas like my ideas and his ideas and the ideas of a very large community on Twitter uh, you know, they brought them into the light so that people can understand the movement a little bit better, our philosophies a little bit better. Uh, again, I can't say a lot, I can't say enough about how awesome he is as far as getting these ideas and principles into people's minds and engaging with people very nicely. Uh, he's never, he hasn't been rude to anybody uh, because Twitter could be kind of a, you know, a, a cesspool. It's not quite as bad as Reddit, but it's up there. It's at least a silver medal. But um, he's engaged, even when people have been rude and you know dismissive of him, he hasn't done the same thing. He has talked back and forth with people, trying to explain his positions, which I think is wonderful. Uh, with that being the case, we have a dilemma, and I'm going to talk about it with Brian. As I said previously, we have a philosophy of radical abstentionism. Well, there's been an opportunity presented where I have applied to be a delegate for the Libertarian Party in my particular state to go down to the convention to cast a vote. Now, this isn't a vote in the general election. This is a vote in a party election. I haven't been a member of the Libertarian Party for five years. I, that's about when I finally broke completely with uh, the political process and really embraced the anarchism uh, that I espouse now. However, with Vermin, this is, kind of, this is upsetting the apple cart. And if I, there's a way that we could get him on a stage with Donald Trump uh, having Vermin Supreme on there and whatever crappy candidate the Democrats put up and having a debate, I, I, w I think that would be wonderful for the country. Um, as Michael Malice says, you know, the ideological self-segregation could pro you know, progress very nicely and this definitely would be a step in the right direction because no matter how ridiculous people feel vermin looks or you know the, you know the pony thing or you know this is using zombie power his ideas are very pro-individual and 
uh, you know, subscribing to the non-aggression principle, the principle of freedom, and the necessity for mutual aid and for people to take responsibility over their over their own lives. Literally, I, everything that most of us in the liberty movement and in the anarchist movement believe in. Um, so. Is this justifiable to go down to this convention and get involved in the political process just to get this man up there? Um, or is it breaking with the radical, the principle of radical abstentionism? I mean, again, this is not a general election. This isn't a congressional election. There's no vote being cast uh, with um, the county board of elections. But it is getting involved in the process. Um, and, you know, Brian and I are going to discuss about how that jives with that principle of abstentionism. If it does jive, if it is a break, you know, we're, we're, we're going to get into it. Um, I am looking forward to going down to the convention just to meet the man. And uh, if I can, you know, meet any other like-minded people, uh, liberty, you know, liberty-oriented uh, people or anarchists, that would be wonderful. Um, a big topic that we're going to get into next week... Uh, and it's a very controversial topic, I won't say in the community, but, you know, in general, is how to handle issues where we're dealing with crimes that could be punished by death. Now, I, it varies, obviously, in, by state by state. However, in an anarchist community, is there ever something that can happen, a crime that is committed... That could be punished by death. And I'd like to talk to him about that because I'd like to get his perspective. Uh, again, the email is at useguys, Y-O-U-S-E, guys, and that at gmail.com. Any of you are listening, you want to put your two cents in or your one cent or whatever it is that you want to say, I'd love to hear from you uh, for the few that listen. I hope to grow that audience. Um, what offenses, if any, could be punished by death? Um I don't want to exactly say how I feel just yet. Uh, anybody, uh, every, this, is, this is a very uh, delicate topic because usually I hear a lot of people say that any offense could be, you know, exile. Well, is there ever an instance where you violated the non-aggression principle so badly that you committed a crime against another person and their person, not their property, but their person? For example, rape or molestation or, um, you know, Kidnapping, I, I don't know, uh, extreme violations of an individual so of an individual sovereignty and their body. Is it ever bad enough to constitute something where the community says, hey, listen, uh, you crossed the line. Uh, we're going to put you to the sword for what you did so that you can't ever do this again. Why, and I am against the death penalty 99.9% of the time with state and federal, you know, obviously it's not a federal law, but with the state having that much power in general, lowercase state or an uppercase state, either way. However, in this hypothetical situation where there is no state, is there ever something that we could justify the usage of taking someone's life for what they've done? Brian and I are going to get into that. And also, uh, again, I talked about this on uh, another uh, podcast that I had hosted. And, you know, the title of, you know, I, that I would like to use is The Awakening. What is it? What happened? What was the process that brought us to become anti-statists? What what brought us to the uh, to the to anarchism, the philosophy of anarchism? 
what was the journey? Um, I'm very curious to see how Brian has taken his journey and, um, I'll discuss mine uh, and we'll get into it in detail. You know, there's some, you know, I think I, I'm, I might be misquoting Michael Malice again, uh, but, uh, you know, there was somebody said he, he had quoted someone saying, you know, how did one, how does one become an anarchist? And then uh, slowly, and then it's the answer is slowly and then very quickly. And that was sort of what happened with me. So I want to hear what Brian has to say in his journey uh, in the liberty movement and how we were able to break uh, break the programming and uh, see the little zeros and ones in the matrix and uh, how we got to where we are now. Uh, another thing that, we, that, I, that we're going to be talking about is lately Joe Biden has been saying some of the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. I was listening to an excellent podcast. It's the FAGCast. And no, it's not a pejorative against gay people. It's the Friends Against Government, F-A-G. Uh, the Friends Against Government podcast, and uh, they were playing audio where Joe Biden goes from talking about um, an African-American gentleman that he helped uh, get elected as the first state senator that was African-American. Uh, and, and then he starts talking about the hair on his legs that would turn really blonde in the sun and rubbing them under the water and watching the hair stand back up. And then he talks about roaches with very little segue. And then he talks about how he loved having children bounce up on his lap. So he went from talking about a political accomplishment for, uh, for someone to children bouncing up and down on his lap. And he's also talking about roaches and uh, the hair on his legs. I, I, the, man, the man is <laughs> he, he's a gaffe machine, a wonderful gaffe machine. And I think that he probably has more gaffe than Mr. Trump does. And that's saying something because that man, anytime he opens his mouth, it seems, he seems to say some of the most ridiculous shit that, that you hear. Um, we're going to talk about that because that's an endless source of entertainment for um, everyone. So uh, that's all that we're, that we're going to, that we're going to, you know, I'm checking in with you guys, with those who listen, because I've gotten really bad about it. I got the flu really bad two weeks ago. Like, it was, and you know, it, it's funny when you come back to work, everybody's like, oh, you got the coronavirus. And it's like, no, God damn it, I had the flu. Don't fucking say that shit right now. They're going to stick me in some fucking camp in North Dakota. You know, you can't say that shit. Uh, the flu was really bad. I got sick. I started feeling sick on, on a Saturday, and uh, by Monday... I had a temperature over 100 degrees, and the only person who could uh, fill in for me at my job was not able to come in. They had taken the day off already, so I had to make it into work and try to, and not only try, but did uh, get through all of my work and my shift with uh, a temperature over 100 degrees. It was absolutely fucking miserable, and then to top it off, my spouse got sick, so she got it from me, and we have a dog. And he's a puppy, and he's used to going on several walks a day and going to the dog park and playing and stuff. And both of us here, fucking miserable and don't feel like going out in the goddamn cold with a dog to go on a walk for 45 minutes because, you know, we don't. when you have the flu, it feels like you're not getting enough oxygen and you don't have any energy. It was just the most miserable fucking time ever. Um, I haven't been that sick in a long time, so I don't want to use it as an excuse, but that definitely got in the way of uh, trying to record things. But like I said, Brian's going to be coming on next week, uh, hopefully Tuesday or Wednesday. We're going to try to work it out, and uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a great show. Real smart guy, 
and hopefully he'll be a permanent uh, co-host with me on the Hey Use Guys and all that show. But uh, really looking forward to it. Again, uh, the Twitter handle will be out soon. Uh, I'm, uh, our show is on Instagram. Uh, if you look us up, Use Guys and all that on Instagram, we are on there. And, of course, my personal Twitter handle is at jcolo, again, J-A-Y-C-O-L-E-A-U. Uh, and the email is useguys and, all, and that, useguys and that, one word, gmail.com. Um, any of, anything that you want to throw at us, we'd be glad to hear it, glad to read it, and see if we can discuss it on any of the upcoming shows. A couple shout-outs I'd like to give right now, of course, to my buddy Joe Brosif B., who was a guest, uh, our first guest. Uh, we popped our cherry with Brosif, and I'm glad it, if it had to be anybody, I'm glad it was him. So, Brosif, thank you very much for that. Uh, also, uh, a show that uh, I highly recommend to everybody. It's a uh, cr- uh, true crime uh, podcast. It's Crime in the Coconut uh, with a friend of the show, Ashley, and uh, her co-host. Uh, great people, great show, uh, lots of fun. Uh, in fact, I hear, you know, I saw on Twitter that she might be trying to find out who wants to support her merch. So, Ashley, this is your opportunity once again to get in touch with me because I need you to do artwork for me. And this show, if you can pull that off, I'd be glad to support any merch that you guys uh, put out. So go check them out again. The, the podcast is called Crime in the Coconut. Uh, real nice show. And, um, you know. Support the smaller podcasts. I know that there's some giants out there. None of I'm, I'm sure as hell not trying to, you know, get get to that level. I just enjoy talking about topics and you know discussing with people and maybe getting a few people and uh, you know the peak in the interest of anybody that happens to be listening. Once again, uh, the Fagcast uh, with uh, Berticist. If you look him up on Twitter at Berticist, and um, possibly Anarchy Ball. Uh, another group. Both of them are great follows on Twitter. Uh, the Friends Against Government podcast, they, uh, it's a great show. Uh, it's not, sometimes it goes for a little bit longer than an hour, which is what I really appreciate. The, lo- the longer the podcast time, the better, um, especially if you have a longer commute to work or you, know, you have the ability to listen while you're working. Excellent podcast. Uh, great show. A lot of great points, and I've always enjoyed their point of view. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, so, again, please get in touch. If you have any uh, topics you would uh, like to hear on the show, we're looking forward to it. Uh, Thanks very much. And always remember, today is a great day for a revolution. So thank you again. Hey, you guys, check us out in about a week. We're going to have a nice new show on with the co-host, Brian. Thanks, guys.